Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley. And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today, my friends, though, I'm going to mix it up here. The last couple of weeks um, since my birthday, I've been covering some material on aging and so forth. And a lot of people have contacted me. I mean, I'm surprised how many people took relevance to what we're talking about. And uh, so I'm going to continue the conversation, but I'm going to put a little bit different twist on it today. First off, though, before I get started, I'd like to explain something for you to decide if you want to understand or not. And that is, I've told people forever that I I believed I was going to die by age 65 because none of the men in my life in my family lived past 65. So I've lived my life as if I would only live to 65. And I wanted to get everything done I could get done by then so that I would never have any regrets if I died by 65. Okay, well, now I'm 64. And at that age, you know, I realized that unless something catastrophic happens to me, I'm going to live past 65 years of age, okay? Here's the point, though. Somebody on my birthday sent me a book called Younger Next Year, whatever the name of the book was. And the theory is, and it's written by this guy, who said at some level, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing and making some of this, and some I'm changing it to be my own theory, but some of the, th- the theory is basically, even if you start later in life, say 50, and uh, you decide you want to be able to live a long life, you have to understand that the body is only deteriorating partially because you're letting it and partially because of aging. And that aging is a process that can be eliminated. It can be stopped in many parts and aspects of ways we'd measure aging. And so we can stay as healthy and live as functionally up into our 80s, 90s, and maybe even more than a 50-year-old person. Now, it's interesting as I read through this stuff, and it's always fun to go back and reread a book you've read before. In this case, I've not read this book, but the theories and the ideas and the exercise physiology behind it is something I've studied my whole life as I was in exercise in bodybuilding and uh, ran health clubs, helped people lose weight, so on and so forth. And so I'm thinking, you know, this is a radio show about physical fitness. People really don't want to hear about aging, although, like I said, I've got a tremendous number of responses from the aging shows. I'm going to do a show today that talks about how these two things parallel. Again, I did a little piece about it the other day, but this one I'm going to try to tie down to my financial beliefs that I teach in my financial training classes and see if we can pull some parallels together out of it. So today we're going to talk about how to be both physically fit and financially fit in your life. We'll dive right into this is life is a journey, not a destination. That means whatever it is we elect to do, we're going to do it because no matter where we get on the journey, we get to that spot. Now we got to go somewhere else or, or stay there. It isn't just a destination in most cases. It's okay, that now we hit that goal. Now we go for another goal, then another goal, another goal, another goal. So, right, <laughs> new goal for Del Wamsley, so stay alive. And then I thought back to the 
kinds of things people would tell me when I was 34 years old and I retired. I said, you know, I retired and I'm a millionaire and I tend to be worth, you know, 100 million someday. Back then it wasn't that, but I'm just saying that now. But whatever it was, whatever the goals were at that time when I'd talk to people, they'd go, oh, that's insane. You can't do that. You can't retire at 34 and never work again. I learned a lesson a long time ago. And that is, every time I find myself telling somebody it's impossible to do something, they prove me wrong. And so I've long since given up the term, it's impossible, and just started to ask myself this question. Is that an effective goal for me? And I started thinking, okay, this book maybe makes more sense than what I even thought about, because now we're talking about maybe 74 is not, maybe it's ridiculous. What is it will take me out? I go, well, something catastrophic I've already had. Guy comes in and says, look, um, I'm 60 years old, 55, and I've worked my whole life, and I have $200,000, and I want to retire. And you go, well, you can't retire on $200,000. You know, you can only retire if you can create enough passive income for yourself to replace your income. Now you can do some logical math, right? And say, okay, if it took you 40 years to save up 200000 and you only got five or 10 more years in the workforce, you're not going to get there. You can also do some logical math and say, okay, if I've got $200,000 and I can earn a whopping 10% on the money, which is 10 times more than the average person earns, the average person earns under 1% return on their money. That's a fact. So if you earn like 10% return on your money, $200,000 would be twenty grand a year, and that'd be okay. Throw some Social Security on top of that, which would be another twenty-four grand. you are living at forty-four grand a year. And then whatever else that you can scrape up if you work part-time down at Walmart or something like that, right? So with all that in mind, remember this. You're going to be fighting this fight financially and physically for the rest of your life. How do you spend your day? What is your body looking like? Do you have the high school body you had, the college body you had? Do you have your 30s, your 40s, your 50s? How big are you? I was out to dinner with a couple the other day that I just recently met. And, you know, it was a very cute couple. But they had just admitted that she had lost 70 pounds and he had lost 50 pounds or something like that. And I looked at him like, man, I can't even believe that. Then they showed me pictures like, holy smokes. These people had made a major change. And they kind of just offered it up to me. And he said, you know. You didn't even realize we got married. We've been married for 12 or 15, 17 years. I think it's 17 years. And you don't realize that you're gaining weight. And just you don't even feel it. You don't even think about it. It just occurs. That's the way you get out of shape one day at a time. But how do you think you get financially out of shape? You get financially out of shape one day at a time. I was watching... um, TV and I was talking uh, actually to a couple and they were talking about how they had fights because the husband wanted to buy everything and the wife didn't want to buy that. She wanted to buy the stuff she wanted to buy. But the bottom line is is that pretty much everything they earned went away. And one of the members of the family just didn't feel that sense of loss. Type A personality doesn't ever really fear there being no money. The other party being less of a type A felt and feared that they'd run out of money and become broke. Since they had come, both of them, from complete poverty, in other words, they didn't come from money, they came from lower middle class socioeconomic families, being that they were finally pretty well off, would say middle class to upper middle class, they, they were living life. But they were living life by buying all the things, all the toys that make it look like you're successful, as opposed to the assets which really do make you successful. 
So you live your way into your financial crisis. You buy houses and have debt. You buy cars and have debt. You, this guy was into guns. You buy guns and you have debt. You know, you buy all this stuff. Boats. I was watching this show called King of Queens. The entire show is about a husband that's selfish, mean, arrogant, a wife that's selfish, mean, and arrogant, and a father-in-law that's selfish, mean, and arrogant. It's just the perfect example of the average family's misery. And they're broke. Two workers in the family, they both have jobs, they both make money, and yet they barely can pay their bills. Why? Because the way they live their life financially, they spend every penny they make. To them, that they got a discount and got a bonus back or a tax return, that just means they can buy more stuff. This guy lives for the dream. His wife can get him to do anything she wants him to do by saying, but if we got this money, you could get a boat. It's all the guy lives for is a boat. So if you live your life from day to day, dollar to dollar, you know, TV, that's the guy had to have a big screen TV, would do anything for this big screen TV. Boats, cars, you name it, whatever it is, all the trappings, watches, rings, jewelry, purses, shoes. When you live that way, that's like eating a bunch of junk food. You're just eating your way financially into a giant mess. And so, again, life is this journey that's every day, day in, day out, day in, day out. So here's the pros and cons. The bad part about that is that every single day of your life, you can get worse. The good part about that is every single day of your life, you can do better. And so today, I want to give you a couple steps that I believe to be too financially. Step number one, never lose money. Why never lose money? Because your principle is the most important thing you have. You worked hard, you went without spending, and you saved this money and you stuck it aside. And this money is your army. This army gets up for you every day and goes to work. It's your employees. It's your children. It's all the people out there that are actually doing something for you. That's what your principle is. So goal number one is don't lose the principle. Will Rogers used to say, Don't talk to me about the return on my investment until you talk to me about the return of my investment. So the number one most important thing to do is to not gamble it. Do not buy anything that is a speculation. What is a speculation? A speculation is to buy something under the belief system that you might sell to somebody else for more than what you paid for it. We call that the greater fool theory. The greater fool. Fool theory. It's the something for nothing, instantaneous gratification disease hitting you with the belief that there's some possible way out there in this world that you can do nothing and make money from doing nothing. Just simply guessing your way into money. Now, this has been in my seminar for 30 years. Let's parallel this to physical fitness now. In the physical fitness world, this is the people that think the weekend warriors. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to buy myself a, a super machine and I'm going to go in the gym. I'm going to sign up or I'm going to go in my garage. It's a new super machine and I'm going to work out and it's going to get me in shape. And there's a new fad. It's a new fad diet. It's a new fad exercise program. It's a new fad gym. It's a new fad aerobics class, whatever it is. It's all instantaneous gratification. That's not how you get fitness That's not how you become financially secure. It's day in, day out, doing the hard work of exercise, diet, exercise, diet, earning money, not spending the money, saving the money, and then ultimately investing the money correctly. So as we look at this, we never want to lose money. Don't ever lose your principal. Don't ever gamble. 
live off of the income of your capital, not your capital. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he goes, hey, man, we can do all this work for you. And I'm sitting there, i got four different contractors in my yard right now. And i got another one signed up to be there today. And so can we have, like, today three more out there? So we're, we've got all these people doing this stuff and doing these contract jobs to, to get our house back into perfect condition. About 10 years old now. And the guy goes, hey, while I'm here, I could do X, Y, and Z for you. And, and I said, you know, I need X, Y, and Z, but here's the deal. I budget myself so that I don't ever spend any more money in one month than what my investments bring in for me. That's it. Never. I never go backwards, which means I never lose money. Secondly, I'm in investments that don't go away. So I never lose money. Rule one, never lose money. We'll be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Need more unconventional wisdom that will set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're comparing your financial fitness goals and your physical fitness goals. And uh, we've gone down the list. What I'm doing is I'm covering my financial freedom seminar and trying to mock it over to some fitness concepts with it. Why? Not because I'm so much wanting to teach you about fitness. I want to teach you about finances, but I want you to see that there's a parallel in what successful people do. Successful people do the same thing over and over and over again. They do the right things, the effective things over and over and over again. And that's why they become successful. That's why they live longer, healthier, happier lives. That's why when they get there to that point in their life, they have lots of money to do so. And so we were on the the first statement, which was never lose money. I've talked about how to invest where you don't gamble, you don't lose your principal. The last thing is don't give it away. Don't give it away to the IRS. There are ways to invest your money where the IRS takes very much less, if none in some cases, away from you. Don't give it away to charities and don't give it away to your family. Don't give it away to your friends. Don't give your principal away to anybody. Your principal is your lifeblood. Keep it. Now, what can you give away to other people? You can give away a small percentage of the government. There's no problem with that. I pay taxes. I'm not totally devoid of taxes, but I don't let them get into my principal. I don't let them take advantage of me and eat up my investments, my businesses, and my principal. Number two, friends. I give away stuff to friends. I take them out, spend money on them. But, you know, if they wanted a loan, I wouldn't loan to friends because they'll never pay you back. I wouldn't loan to family because they'll never pay you back. You need to say, if I'm going to give some money to a friend or a family member, you've got to be able to cut loose of that money and say, here, I'm just giving it to you. If you care that much about them, want to give them some money, give them some money. But don't give them your principal. Give away a part of what you have as liquid cash flow. 
returns that you can afford to give away because rule one don't lose your principal. Now let's talk about our health and fitness. You want to go out there and you want to go right for the superstar stuff and you want to get out there and play sports at a high level and you're not prepared. You're not in shape. And so rule one in fitness is don't lose ground. Don't do more than what you're physically capable of doing. Now that doesn't mean don't progress. Yes, you need to progress, but you can't go out there in the first day or two days or week and nail it. Because you're going to hurt yourself. And when you hurt yourself, you lose ground. Losing ground is like losing principle. I've ripped my bicep off trying to lift a car up off the ground. Used to be able to do it when I was a kid. When I was 50 years old, those tendons weren't the same. Boom, pop, gone. Bicep up, out of the way, into the shoulder. Had to be sewn back on. Now it's shorter, smaller, weaker, and ugly. Err. Popped my tricep, fell down, broke my elbow. Didn't bother to pay attention that they didn't want me to hit it again. Went on vacation with a cast on, tried to climb a hill with a cast. Rock slipped out from underneath me. I went tumbling down the hill, hit my elbow again, another rock, boom, popped the elbow off. And so the tendon on the tricep came off. I blew my shoulders out, both of them left and right. And every time I injure something, it sets me back six months to a year in training. So in other words, if I just would have trained slowly, progressively, I would have gotten in better and better and better shape all the time. But no, even though I would take my own advice about not losing money, and by the way, it took me a great fall in the stock market crash called Black Monday to realize that. But before I had that, I was gambling, just like everybody else. You gamble on your house, you gamble on your stocks and markets, bonds, oil, gas, whatever you gamble on, silver, metal, gold, it's all gambling. Buy low, sell high is gambling. And so... I got that with the money, but I never got that with the fitness. And so I always just train and train and train, and then I train too hard, and boom, I pop something again. Another piece of my body pops off, knee goes out, back goes out, elbows, biceps, shoulders, you name it, boom, they pop off. Some people, they really hurt themselves. Skiing, break every bone in their body, paralyze their bodies. Biking, fall off the bike hurt themselves. I was reading this guy's book and he's got all kinds of those long-term injuries. They just don't heal right. But you did it because you were out there trying to do too much. You're at the edge. You were a thrill seeker and not an exerciser. There's a difference. And you know, you can enjoy sports, get in shape, stretch out, warm up, go out, play at your level of reality and have fun. Get sore. Yeah, we get sore. But you don't blow something out. Well, that's the same thing. Fitness is the same as money. You're blowing it out, guys. You're losing it all. And then you wonder, wow, it took me six months to get to this level. And boom, I lost it all in a financial decision. Boom, I lost it all in an accident. Boom, rule one, never lose money. Rule one, never lose ground fitness-wise. Don't destroy the principle. Rule one, don't destroy the principle. You got to get that rule or everything else will just keep rolling back down. You'll push that rock up that hill the rest of your life, both financially and physically. Push it, push it, push it. You man, I'm getting somewhere. I'm pushing the rock up the hill and then boom, you trip and the rock rolls right over you and they're back down at the bottom of the hill again. And you're injured. You're injured by it all. Physically, emotionally, psychologically, you're injured because now 
you're a failure in your own mind and everybody else's mind around you. You've lost ground. You're a failure. You know, it's one thing to say, I'm getting somewhere. I'm accomplishing slow but sure. And people go, yeah, you're really, you know, you're doing better and you're doing better. You're just not a superhero because you did it all in one day, but you're getting better and better and better. Nobody really pays much attention. That isn't good enough for you. You go out and try to do too much and boom, you blow it all up. Let's move on to rule number two. In finances, there's got to be cash flow. There's got to be cash flow. Never buy an investment that doesn't pay you money monthly or quarterly, at least. I get money from my investments every single month. That's how you live. How do you support yourself without money coming from your investments? Oh, you work. I get it. You get up at 6 o'clock every morning at 50, 60, 70 years of age and go to work, you know? But I stopped doing that at 34 years of age. I stopped getting out of bed to have to be somewhere. Because why? Because I had principal that I didn't lose that earned cash flow. Now, a lot of people have a lot of principal. They have a lot of equity. They have equity in their home, pays them nothing. They have equity in their 401k that pays them nothing. They have equity in an IRA that pays them nothing. They own oil and gas rights, which should pay them something unless they have dry holes. Gold and silver, which pays them nothing. All of these different things you have your money into, think about it. Every one of them siphoning off your money and your money cannot do anything for you because your money is sitting in all these dead holes. Why people do that, I have no idea. In fact, I've done seminars on this. Now let's talk about fitness under the same token. Why do people do exercises that don't do any good? You see a 300-pound lady doing yoga. Come on. see a fat guy walking on the treadmill. Yeah, unless that's your startup point, and that's what you're just starting to get into something with, okay, I get that. But come on, man. You can't do exercises that don't do benefits. They go home, they're fat, they're out of shape, they lift weights. Who cares? They're not fit. They're not in shape. Neither are they in shape physically looking great, nor are they cardiovascularly in shape and healthy, living a long time. They're getting no results. And so you have whatever you've done in life. And you are whatever you do. So if you eat like a pig, you're a pig. If you exercise like a sludge, you're a sludge. If you waste money and spend money, you're broke. It's all there is to it. If you don't work, you're a bum. You are what you do. And you have what you've done. You have nothing because you've done nothing. Or maybe you did do something. Maybe you worked hard, made money, saved money, and then made a terrible investment decision, a something-for-nothing, instantaneously, gratificationally diseased, midnight madness decision to buy something because it's going to go up in value and you are going to get rich. Guy sent me an email just the other day. Dell, what do you think about Bitcoin? Funny, before he asked me the actual question, he said, I know you believe this, 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 and this. What do you think about Bitcoin? And I said, you just answered your own question. It's this, 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 and this wrong with it. Exactly like you said. It is speculation. It doesn't put off any cash flow. So it's not a solution to number one, which is don't lose money. Number two, there is no cash flow from it. There's no distributions. So there you have it. These are the basic two elements that mean you're going to be financially secure when you get old. Now let's talk about the third. The third is you can't get rich slow. For years, people have told you you can't get rich quick, and I'm telling you that's a lie. The reality is, is that if you get rich quick, it's from gambling, like the you know winning lottery or something like that, but that'll be gone in just a matter of months. 
because you don't know how to make it, you don't know how to maintain it then. The reality is, is that if you do the right things, you work hard, you save your money, you live on a budget, you put money in your 401k, your IRA, you pay your home down, blah, 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 all the stuff you think is the right thing to do, you will end up financial middle class. You'll be okay, you'll survive, but you will never be rich because you can't get rich by doing those things that make you mediocre. You could be a very qualified, mediocre person, very qualified, middle-class human being, but you're never going to be wealthy. Now, how do we become wealthy? We go by massive amounts of leveraged assets and the right ones. Again, not just any asset, but the assets that fit the first two qualifications. Number one, never lose assets. Number two, must be cash flow. Hence, you know where I'm coming from. We buy real estate, okay? And not only buy it, but do a certain kind of it and own it a certain way and have it protected inside of LLCs and all the stuff along the way so you can't lose it. And then all along the way, know how to operate it so you make money from it. But here's the difference. I can go in and change the value of an asset. I can go and buy an apartment complex and I can increase its value by lowering its expenses or increasing its income, raising the rents. And now, because the value of that asset is based on the income, and I've just increased the income by increasing the rents or by decreasing operating expenses, by increasing the net operating income per year, I've increased the value of the property. Boom. I've seen people literally make 50, 100, 200, add as much as 400% return in a year, year and a half on these kinds of deals. My best deal ever, I think I made about a 185% return in a year and a half. But because I was so leveraged into the deal, I made $1.3 million on $100,000 invested. So figure out whatever that is. 1,300% return, I don't know. Bottom line is, I made a lot of money on a very small amount of investment because I knew how to leverage it right. And I knew what type of asset to buy and how to operate it to make it all happen. That's how we do it in finances. Let's talk about physical fitness. In physical fitness, there are ways to accelerate your growth. One of them is anaerobics. We can do aerobics all day long. You can ride and run and bike and do everything, and your body will lose weight. It will have good cardiovascular fitness, but you won't have any muscle, and you will still look like a wimpy person. You want to be physically fit, strong, healthy, in great shape. You need to add anaerobics. You need to lift weights. By lifting heavy weights, done the right way, because the wrong way you'll hurt yourself, you'll lose everything. Just like investing in assets, leveraged assets could lose everything. You got to do it the right way, but if you do it the right way, you're going to have better gains. You're going to lose more fat, gain more muscle, and your whole metabolism is going to change, and you are going to blow up in a very short period of time. Yes, that's the beauty of anaerobics. And so you've got to add, eventually, anaerobics to your system, and... Eventually, if you're going to get rich, you're going to have to add leverage to your investments. Leverage and anaerobics are what make you grow and get bigger, both financially bigger and physically bigger, stronger and healthier. And then when people look at you, they go, wow, that dude's got some money. Oh, wow, that dude's got some muscle. Because all the cardiovascular fitness in the world, in other words, living lean, working hard, saving your money, looks really good from the outside, but doesn't really get you anywhere. No one will ever think the more of you. But anaerobics and leverage, they can make you rich. Hope you enjoyed today's show. But remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.